Underwriting deals is such a major pain point for people. Most don't want to do it, and the people that are good at it are few and far between. That is why after six years of being in the industry and buying over 1,200 apartments, using my best-selling multifamily deal analyzer, I created Real Estate Lab, a full suite acquisition software for multifamily investors. We have built a product that helps investors automate their acquisitions and close more deals all in a cloud-based platform. You can go to realestatelab.com and sign up today using the promo code TAG2 for 10% off your first 12 months. This is David Tupin. Thanks for listening. Self-storage is a recession-resistant asset class. I don't know what will happen to the other asset classes, and I need to focus on something that is recession-resistant. And that is why I decided to focus on that. Welcome to The Apartment Gurus, where twice a week, host Tate Seymour brings you deep dive interviews with the wisest gurus in the apartment investing industry. These experts are sure to create game-changing value and inspiration designed to catapult your business to the next level. Be sure to reach out to Tate at www.investwithgreenlight.com for access to his investor portal and Calendly link. And now, here is Tate Seymour and the Apartment Gurus. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Apartment Gurus podcast and one of the things that we do touch on in on this podcast, which is obviously about commercial multifamily investing, the apartment part of the apartment gurus, is we do talk about some of these kind of sister alternative asset classes, if you will, mobile home parks, self-storage units. There's always, of course, flex industrial, retail, office, some of the some of the other commercial assets. But Mobile home parks and particularly self-storage to me is a very close cousin to the residential multifamily space. And really what it provides is an opportunity to own apartments that don't have toilets, don't have tenants, and are basically on an auto pay every month and kind of like do their thing. And there's obviously a lot of advantages about that model that are pretty compelling. So I'm super excited to have uh, my my friend Stephanie Baldrini on the show. And she is a commercial multifamily entrepreneur and is in primarily in self-storage. She owns three car washes, however, which I think is a brilliant model and also some short-term rentals, which I think is like if you're going to do other assets... I really like the Airbnb asset class, but that's a whole different game than what we are talking about here. So, um, but Stephanie's originally from Brazil and moved to Silicon Valley 20 years ago, and she's had a successful career in tech sales. And for the past three years has decided to focus on uh, commercial real estate investing after receiving inspiration from um, different sophisticated real estate investors. She's invested in three different asset classes since then and has achieved a 36% cash on cash returns. That's awesome. And uh and her her goal is to is to scale the self-storage business to a $1 billion company. Super exciting stuff, Stephanie. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you, Tate. We we got to dream big or else, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, let's kind of start there. Like you had a really 
good career it sounds like going in silicon valley tech sales which you know is typically a, a pretty good position uh as far as pay and flexibility and, and otherwise you said you've received some inspiration from from other investors talk a little bit about that and you know who they were and what the inspiration was absolutely um so i was actually dating a real estate investor a very successful real estate investor at the time and um wanted to invest in um startups just by a matter of where i was in the industry that i was and very soon it became very clear that real estate is a much safer better in so many levels form of investment and yeah. i decided to start learning everything that i could possibly learn from him and uh took 30 pages of notes and <laughs> uh you know we got into a contract for a couple of properties and then we broke up and then i'm like oh no no who's gonna be my mentor now uh, <laughs> so i had to expand my network after that yeah and here we are yeah so did somebody specific become your mentor after the breakup so i decided to go to the real estate guys summit at sea yeah. and um it was a phenomenal event about 200 people i was working it i was waking up at 6 a.m going to sleep until <laughs> you know the last person went to sleep and i think i met nice. almost everybody there and then from there you start building the relationship over time it's not a one and done deal absolutely um, you have to continue reaching out and going for the ones that live near you meeting them or if you ever visit some people's cities meeting them as well and building the relationship that way yes i want to follow up on that point of your follow-up here in a minute so what would you say like in that story of your progression would you say it was that event was because I, I what i found i think with most people or a lot of us anyway that get into that this space you know it takes leveling up of your mindset and it takes getting your head around your capacity to do large levels of business and big deals and the fact that that's possible for you and raise l large sums of money as well was there a specific thing that you point to that kind of leveled up your kind of your mental game or maybe your vision for what you thought was possible and what you wanted to do inside the space i always wanted to be my own boss and be completely financially independent so that was always there and now is a matter of getting there which you know there are a lot of different things that need to be put in place in order to get there and also you need to get into partnerships Mm -hmm. a very successful venture capitalist once said that you know when he was building his own companies he said i completely understand that i have to give up a big piece of the pie to in get incredible employees incredible executives but guess what my pie is going to be a whole lot bigger after they come in and that always stuck with me uh, mm -hmm. with regards to partnerships mm -hmm. so it's it's important to always remember that you know everyone says you can go if you want to go far go with people if you want to yeah do it by yourself if you want to go fast <laughs> yeah yeah if you want to go fast <laughs> go alone if you want to go far yeah. go together yeah. i think is yeah. the quote or something like that thank you yeah that's that's a great one you know teamwork makes the dream work right exactly and this is you know commercial real estate is a partnership 
space. It's a relational space. And uh, you need to be playing that game when you're out at events like the one Stephanie went to. And I want to talk about that in a minute and playing that long game, right? Like you're meeting these people and getting to know them as people and, and treating them uh, as you would, you know, a friend basically, or somebody that you're showing around the city for the first time or, or, or just, you know, like you want to be um, setting the foundation for as much trust and well-being or just goodwill. That's the word I'm looking for between you and that person, because that's what's going to really bond you and and it's going to make you enjoy working together. So I think you need to enjoy that part of this business to be good at it. And that's not to say you have to be an extrovert um, necessarily, but I think you need to enjoy authentically, you know, uh, meeting people, connecting with people and, uh, and building those relationships and doing what my friend Sterling White would call uh, world-class follow-up, right? Like putting them on your calendar once a month, like, you know, yes. how, how hard is that to do and putting them in a, in your CRM and, and automating communications to them and then sending them, sending them a closing gift when you do a deal with this stuff like that, like goes such a long way. And so like, if you're still in the solopreneur mode of, of wanting to, to do business, like commercial real estate may not be for you. I'm not going to say it's not, but what I found, it sounds like what Stephanie's found as, as well is that it's really a, uh, it really truly is, uh, you know, if you want to go far, go together kind of game. Exactly. And, you know, there are people also that are more of a, the introverts and that's perfectly fine too. For example, my weakness is spreadsheets. I cannot, you know, right. it's just like my eyes just roll when there's too many numbers and too many tabs and all of that. So that's what I need to fill in. For, right. So if you are an introvert, just find somebody who is an extrovert to do that for you and go to these events and meet people and network while you do the other thing that you're good at. So it's perfectly fine not to be that kind of person yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And one of my good friends, Camilla Jeffs, one of the best shows I think that I've ever done, she calls herself the introverted investor, I think. And, you know, she raises a lot of capital, a lot of people invest with her and uh, she's doing a very, very good job. And, and she does, she's like the closest person I know to kind of doing it somewhat solo. But the thing is she's partnering on every single deal that she does. So, right. and she's just focusing on raising capital for those deals. She's not, she's not outsourcing those deals as well, which, you know, to me, there's a beauty in, in focus and like having a singular focus and really tunnel visioning on, on one lane. And yeah. she's done that well. So let's talk about, before we get into self-storage, I want to ask you about the event you went to, because I have found, say, what, what event was it again? The Real Estate Guys Summit at yep. Sea. Okay. And how recently was that? Uh, that was three, three years, over three years ago. Okay. Well, I have found that those conferences, summits, um, three-day events, two, two to three-day events can be absolutely like completely game-changing for your, for you, your company, your mindset, your connections, 
your inspirations, like the people that you hear speak, some of the most important relationships that I have in this business were either either started at these events or when you go to these events and you know 40 or 50 people, man, that's awesome. That is so awesome. There's nothing more powerful than that. And so what was your experience, Stephanie, with, it sounds like that was, you mentioned it early on. So it sounds like that was a pretty impactful event for you. Yeah, it's exactly what I needed. And I always look at these things in terms of ROI. You know, some of these, some of these are more expensive, but the caliber of people that you're going to meet are higher as well. So (laughs) it's a no brainer, in my opinion. It does take time to to build a relationship. Like I may partner up with one person <laughs> three yeah. and a half years later, yeah. right? Yeah. So that might be the first partnership now after we build a really good relationship. Uh, one of my favorite people in the nice. planet. Everybody says about real estate is a long game. It's not a. <laughs> it's not yeah. a. They night and day um, success story. Yeah. And it's really different from single family in that way, because single family, it's like transactional, right? You're, it's kind of one and done with these, these relationships. Whereas in commercial, we've said just long game thinking, long game mentality, date before you marry, like all that <laughs> stuff. Right. Um, yes. So- and learn from them. Right. I, I learned from this potential partner that even up until now, this person is highly successful there are people that are trying to take advantage of the relationship. We have to really be careful and learn and learn from other people's mistakes and really be careful who you partner up with. Yeah. That's, I know so many people have had bad partnerships. Yes. And you want to thoroughly bet whoever it is you're going to partner with. You want to see all the financials on any deals they've done. You want to have referrals you want to have a really high level of trust and um, you know high level of due diligence on on your potential partner. There's no no doubt about it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's talk storage for a second. So, when did you catch the vision for self storage? I was literally listening to a podcast, uh, Joe Fairless podcast, and uh, <laughs> he had a self storage person. Yeah, And at the time, you know, like everybody, we were uh, all thinking something was going to happen to the economy sooner or later. And they said that self-storage is a recession-resistant asset class. I don't know what will happen to the other asset classes. And I need to focus on something that is recession-resistant. And yep. that is why I decided to focus on that. So smart. And there's this metric called the sharp scale have you heard of this stephanie no okay so it's it's sharp it's s-h-a-r-p-e and it measures the volatility of different asset classes okay in a downturn or, or really i guess across time it just it measures volatility and so in commercial real estate at the very top you've got retail office to a certain degree uh restaurants uh, assisted care, those type of assets, right? And those are the most volatile in commercial real estate. And I can't remember the exact order they, they're in, but, and then down at the bottom in the least volatile is mobile home parks 
and commercial multifamily apartments. And then the very bottom is self-storage. You're literally in the least volatile asset class in commercial real estate, which, you know, that should make you feel pretty good at, you know, sleep pretty well at night that you're in something so low. I will say that residential obviously performs very, very well in the course of uh, history and in in the course of downturns. In fact, the last crash, there was about a 7% default rate on single family homes uh, in like 08, 09. And the default rate on multifamily was 0.7%, which is basically what it is all the time. Like there was no real deviation from the norm at all. And that's because, uh, you know, these are cash flowing assets, right? They're they they create revenue and create income and and they you know rents don't go down in a recession typically so they sustain especially if they're if the debt service is good they sustain uh very yeah. nicely through those downturns so yeah so yeah hope hopefully that makes you the sharp scale thing makes you feel good. You can you can use that one when you're out there on on other podcasts. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so, give us the vision behind self storage. Like, what is it for you that really lights you up about it? Yeah. So personally, I decided not to even look at multifamily because I knew it was a bit competitive, and I am honestly not sure where. Uh, the people that bought it at a three and a half cap rate, you know, in 2020, 2021, when their rates are going to be increased, you know, soon, yeah. where are they going to be? Because there is no space for <laughs> anything. There is uh, yeah. no, 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 no ability to uh, look at potential vacancies at these rates, you know, and things like that, especially a higher interest rate. So, I was very curious to see where that was going. And with self-storage, we can raise rents whenever. And Mm -hmm. people can be gone within a month, depending on the state that you are in, uh, if they don't pay rent. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, like you were saying earlier, there are no tenants, trash, or toilets. Oh, I forgot the trash part. I said tenants (laughs) and toilets. I forgot trash. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Nice. So yeah, there are many benefits to it and not to to say that there aren't many other benefits on multifamily. I just decided not to focus on that. Personally. Well, honestly, like when I think about it, uh, the benefits of multifamily really are, they go across to the benefits of, of storage units. I mean, you know, benefits of multifamily are your income, right? The revenue that you produce, the, the cash flow you produce from your rents. And then you've got uh, the aspect of uh, tax advantages I usually talk about towards the end, but just massive tax advantages of with bonus depreciation and, and whatnot. Um, you've got the growth of the worth of the asset. So yeah. you're, you're growing equity. You are, I, I'm going through this acronym in my head, I-D-E-A-L. <laughs> equity is E, A is... Um, is appreciation kind of what I was just talking about, but you can either force appreciation or, or if it's a market that's growing, it, it'll appreciate. And then you can really leverage a pretty small amount of money against a whole lot more money to, uh, to go out and buy these assets. And 
there's you know this is very doable so like that's kind of my my little elevator speech on multifamily but you can say all those things about self-storage right i do know that there are there is housing shortage as well so there are benefits definitely to learning the sasa class so it's whatever rocks your boat it's whatever you like doing that's what i like telling people you know the, the yeah. car washes have great returns but it's a billion moving parts that i decided never to look at a car wash ever again so if you're interested in great returns but you don't mind spending the time car wash is for you uh, or if you if you want to figure out how to <laughs> manage it properly in a way that you will be doing very little, go for it. Uh, it's really what what is important to people and how they want to spend their time. Yeah. So, uh, so you still have the car washes, right? Yeah, I'm trying to exit them as okay. soon as humanly possible. Where are they? They're in Texas, north of Texas. Okay, so any car wash investors in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, is that area? Is that the area you're talking about? No, it's north in the Panhandle. North. Got yeah, it. Panhandle everyone. of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get in touch with Stephanie, and uh, and she'll she'll talk with talk with you about becoming a car wash investor. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't think you know when you model those out that that you can really leverage like somebody else's time. Um, as far as management goes uh, with those, would you say that's the case? I think there are companies that are coming out right now that will be the the manager, like, you know, the, the companies that do that for multifamily or self-storage. So I think they're in the process of creating that. I think, that, I think car wash is, you know, what self-storage was a few years ago, uh, definitely a lot of potential there. If some, if people can figure out how to, how to make it work. Uh, so the cap rates are pretty high. Someone was mentioning, uh, the obvious, which is you also get a lot of land, uh, for, mm -hmm. for that property. Mm -hmm. So there are many, uh, interesting factors there. Yeah. there. And there are also a lot of mom and pops that are exiting, that asset class <clears throat> that they were not adding technology to it they weren't even accepting credit cards mm -hmm. so there are a lot of ways to add value in that asset class today mm -hmm. it can be one that if people start buying that and if cap rates compress that's an automatic win right if right. it starts to become a popular asset class yeah yeah Awesome. Self-storage. So if people are interested in deep diving more into the opportunity with self-storage, are there books that you'd recommend or audiobooks or podcasts that you recommend listening to? Yes. I started by reading a lot of books, whatever is on Amazon. I read maybe five to 10 different books there. And there are a couple of podcasts that are specific to self-storage. Okay, And I would search for those and, and start learning that way and always hire somebody if, if you don't have a mentor that is experienced in the self-storage world hire a consultant to review the deals and make sure that you're getting all the documentations and make sure that that is a good opportunity that is 100 a must that is what i did and it worked out really well yeah yeah that's super key and uh, so we talk about paid mentorship, paid coaching on this on the show all the time. It's 
guys, there's nothing that there's no better investment that you can make at this point in your career. There just isn't like you, you have to have, in my opinion, just to be competitive right now, you have to have that edge and, uh, and you know, a good coach is going to take you so much farther than you otherwise would have gone yourself in a much shorter period of time. So Stephanie, uh, this has been awesome. I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit and talk to you here and, and find out about your inspiration. Uh, you know, your vision, you're going to a hundred billion and, uh, or sorry, a hundred billion. <laughs> I mean, that'd be good, right? Sure. Uh, I'll take I, I'm like an Elon Musk world right now. No, you're, you're going to a, a billion in your self storage unit portfolio. Uh, how soon do you want to get that done? Oh, let's say the next decade. Like it. I like it. I'd, I'd encourage you to to shrink that down to five years, but that's just me. So I, <laughs> I, I always, I like the idea of whatever, you know, set a goal for yourself, however much time you think it might take you and then cut that in half <laughs> for whatever that's worth. Goal setting technique. Thank there. you. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, again, uh, thanks for being on the show. If listeners want to reach out to you and find out more about what you're doing and kind of consult with you a little bit, what's the best way for uh, listeners to reach you? Sure. I'm on all uh, social medias. If you search by my name or uh, my website is monicarlorei.com. Yeah. So monicarlorei.com. And then Stephanie Boldrini is S-T-E-F-F-A-N-Y-B-O-L-D-R-I-N-I. Did I get that you right? Nailed it. Yes. Okay, good. Perfect. <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, Stephanie, thanks again for being our guest today on on uh, on the Apartment Guru Show. Really appreciate you, and uh, look forward to hearing more about all your success down the line. Thank you so much for having me, Tate. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And listeners, thank you for listening to another episode of the Apartment Gurus Podcast. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, got a lot out of it. We love to hear from you in the way of a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on. And you can always reach out to me at investwithgreenlight.com. You can book an appointment with me there to consult about your business if you'd like. No strings attached, not selling anything. Just want to help. So with that, thank you, everybody. And we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. This episode of The Apartment Guys is being brought to you by Greenlight Equity Group. Greenlight Equity Group acquires and operates cash-flowing multifamily assets in progressive metropolitan markets such as Salt Lake City, Idaho, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, and Columbus, Ohio. Greenlight targets consistent solid returns for its investors and a healthy environment for residents by operating high-quality, safe, clean, affordable apartment communities. To learn more about Greenlight and to sign up for the investor list, go to www.glequitygroup.com. This has been The Apartment Gurus with Tate Seymour. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. To contact Tate, go to www.investwithgreenlight.com for access to his investor portal and Calendly link. He loves to hear from you and thanks you for being a valued listener. Just a reminder that you are the guru. See you on the next episode of The Apartment Gurus.